Amen. All glory to God. All praises and thanks to Him. I really prayed for that song and I hope that someone, maybe even just one, you know, got encouraged by that song. Even there's this one point, like listening to it just really made me cry just how great the love of God to us really is. I don't know about you, but, you know, there are times where we feel like we are not worthy of His love because we think of our own weaknesses and our sins and all that. But let us always be reminded that His love is way bigger than our sin. His grace is greater than our sin. Amen? And uh, such a great song. All right, so let's go to God's message. Amen? I hope that we're looking forward to this. And I'd like to invite everyone to please rise as we open our Bibles in the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 17. And we will be reading the whole chapter. Amen? I don't know this morning, but we've read like a lot of passages also. But I don't think it's the whole chapter, right, Pastor Sam? It's a lot of verses. It's good to read God's Word in His church, I mean, in His house, right? So 2 Timothy chapter 3, let's take our time as we read it. All right, don't hurry. Let's try to analyze and understand what we are reading. Just by reading God's Word, we always hear this from our pastor. It will already um, encourage us and teach us. All right, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 17. We'll read it all together. Ready now, begin. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts. At learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now is Janet, Moses, so do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Thank you so much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. 
that once again we can study as a church family, thanking Lord God for preserving it, for inspiring it. And Lord God, um, thank you for the Holy Spirit also. We really need him once again this time because we don't want to do this in our own power, in our own might. Help us, Lord God, to rely on the uh, work of the Holy Spirit, that he will be the one to teach us, that he will be the one to illumine something to us and uh, convict us and challenge us. Lord, um, forgive us from our many sins and our shortcomings. And I pray, Lord God, that you help us to humble ourselves and open our minds as we receive your word. Help us to be blessed. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You may now be seated. Thank you so much. All right, so the title of our lesson this afternoon is Good Things About Bad Times. Wow, what a what an interesting um, statement, right? Are there actually good things about bad times? Yes. All right, so those are the things that we are going to learn this afternoon. And we do have five major points. Amen? Five points. What time is it? It's 3.20. All right, um, after this message, I have a great news. I have a good news that we'll uh, tell everyone. All right, so especially for our choir. <laughs> now you have an idea. <laughs> okay. All right, um, so just two things, right? Um, okay, where are we? All right, anyone here, you don't like to be the bearer of bad news. Of course, no one wants to be that person, right? If you want to declare something or if you want to relay something to someone, you would want to have, you know, the good thing, the good news. Um, I remember uh, when my mom was still alive, um, you know, because it was her desire, it was her prayer um, for my brothers to be able to come here. And, uh, you know, Pastor Gideon, um, he's the second um, eldest brother. And there are so many times that he tried to apply, you know, um, go to the U.S. Embassy and apply for U.S. visa. So a lot of times already that he was denied. But I remember when I was here and my mom was here also that he, also, he again tried one more time. And I remember that time that, you know, before the interview, we, ha we had prayer with my mom. Um, we really prayed so hard for so many days and so many nights and so many months because really we want, you know, my brother to be able to come back here. It's been so a long time already that he wasn't able to come back. But that night, you know, we prayed for it. Um, you know, we really get a hold of the throne of God. But for some reason, you know, the answer was, it was not yes, but no, but maybe wait. So I have to tell my mom because... Um, you know, um, most of the news are coming, that are coming from the Philippines, I'm the one channeling them most of the time. So it was kind of like hard for me to tell her that my brother wasn't able to make it again. But you know, there are times that you just have to do it. Of course you have to do it. Right, so I told my mom it was hard for me that once again he wasn't able to, to get a visa. No, it's so hard to break news, especially if they're not good news. You know, when you've learned that, you know, one of your family members got cancer or like a terminal illness, sometimes you have to come up with words how and like the perfect time for you to be able to do it. 
Well, side note, I mentioned about uh, Pastor Gideon. Please pray uh, for them. I'm actually, um, we are planning as a family and a prayer for my brothers who are in the Philippines, Pastor Gideon and uh, my brother Jacob, to be able to apply once again uh, for this year because uh, in December, my dad is turning 80. Uh, it's a big uh, day for my dad in December. Um, when, when is your birthday? <laughs> oh, I thought December 1, December 3. My dad is turning 80 on December 3, so we were, you know, thinking and planning that, you know, uh, we'll all be here and celebrate my dad. So please uh, help us pray for this matter. Uh, we'll really appreciate. And, you know, a lot of things happened already in 2023, and I feel like, you know, God would, <laughs> would um, answer it this time. So we're asking your prayer. So it's really hard to be a bearer of bad things, but you know what? We are actually living in this kind of days right now, perilous and bad times. You know, Pastor Sam, I think our message kind of like the same, you know, from wrath to righteousness, like bad things and then became good things. And then I believe this verse was also mentioned by Brother Bobby last, you know, Wednesday when he preached about uh, our world is groaning. Like everything that we see right now is just getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't need to elaborate. I believe we all do agree if we just turn on the news, if we hear what people are saying, if we just watch what is going on outside the, uh, this room, what, ha what is happening in this world, it is really, we are living in a perilous and bad times. Yes, we are here, we are there. You know, and these words of prophecy are being fulfilled in our eyes every single day. It's way worse than even we know. The truth about how bad it is would actually blow our minds. But the truth is, no matter how bad it gets, you know, the good thing is there are still some good things. Amen? There are still some positive things we can keep in mind. You know, the educational system of this world, you know, even financial, you know, the physical realm, the morality of people, and the spirituality of people. Everything is just getting worse and worse. But let us be encouraged that there are still some good things that we can keep in our mind. Amen? So are you ready for the first one? We'll dive into our five points. Amen? The first one is good things about bad times. The Savior will still be faithful. Amen? Can I hear a loud amen to that? The Savior will still be faithful. He will always be true to his word. You know, he will always still be good, even in our bad times. You know, he will always be there for us. That is his promise to us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, especially in difficult times, especially in bad times. You know, let us be reminded as Christians, we thought like when we face problems in life, that is when you know, our Savior is like disappearing or something. But you know, that is actually when He's close beside us. Amen? Because our Savior is faithful. The Savior will still be faithful. You know, there's a story we know in the book of John chapter 20, verse 19 to 20. Jesus, Jesus showed up in a time of being fearful. You know, the disciples were very fearful. And we just had this event. Let, it, let me just read it in John chapter 20, verse 19. The Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. You know, they were so fearful. Why? Because... Why? Why were, there, why were they so fearful at this 
point. Because Jesus, their savior, their hero, their master, what happened? Just died. So the disciples locked their doors. Um, they, were fear, they were so fearful and came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said, um, and when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. You know, in the life of the disciples, when they were so fearful, why they're so fearful? Yes, because Jesus was gone. You know, they are leading, um, you know, they're counting on, on Jesus. But yes, he was, he was gone, but not for long. Amen? Because after three days and three nights, he got resurrected. He had risen once again. And he showed himself to his, you know, disciples, hey, I'm just here. I fulfilled what I told you. I am faithful. Amen? Let us be reminded, Christians, that in the fearful moments of our lives, yes, there are times where, when we are still dreading things, right? Because we know... We know not what's going to happen in our tomorrows, in our future. Amen. We fear a lot of things in this world, but let us be reminded that our Savior will always be there and faithful. Amen. Not just that in a time of, in a time of being fearful, but also Jesus showed up in a time of being forsaken. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, this was um, in the life of Apostle Paul when he said that all men forsook me. At my first answer in verse 16, at my first answer, no man stood with me. But imagine all, all men. Imagine those people who you are counting on, who, are, who you rely on, and then all of a sudden they just first forsook you. I pray that God, it may not be laid to their charge, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. Amen. What a beautiful verse. Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. And that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will pre preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. When you feel fearful, when you feel so afraid in your life, and even sometimes you feel forsaken, you know, sometimes even our, our own families will not be there for us. Our own friends, the friends that, even the true friends that we rely on. Because not all of the time everyone can just support us, right? But let me tell you that our Savior will always be there. Amen. He will be faithful when we are fearful and when we are forsaken. The Savior will still be faithful. And secondly, amen? amen. The seed can still be fruitful. The seed can still be fruitful. You know, even in this time, um, bad times and perilous times where, in, you know, we know that people, they don't like to hear about God, they don't like to hear about church, they don't like to hear about, you know, all those spiritual things. But let me tell you that the seed can still be fruitful. You know, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 3 to 8, we see here the story of the sower and the seed, right? So let's read it, Matthew chapter 13. Let's open our Bibles there. It's been a while since we opened our Bibles, right? <laughs> Everything is on the screen. But for now, let's open it. All right, so Matthew 13, 3 to 8. 
Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. Matthew 13, 3 to 8, the Bible says, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. So the sower here faced, you know, is faced with a wide variety of obstacles. The sower had to deal with first is the wayside, right? The, but the happen, what happened here, the fowls were working over time to eat and devour the seed. You know, this is a type of Satan stealing the seed of God's word out of the hearts of people. You know, when we read in verse 19, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart, this is he which received seed by the wayside. So that was actually the explanation of it in verse 19. You know, the sower has been faithful. You know, sometimes we keep on doing what we do. We keep on doing what God wants us to do. Yes, we are faithful in sowing the seed. But yes, the devil is also being so hardworking to steal it away, you know, from that person. So the sower encountered also stony ground. You know, this is the hard and difficult hearts where the seed cannot take root. In verse 21, this is the explanation to this. Yet hath, not, yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by he is offended. Okay, so it did not grow. The seed did not grow, the one that was planted. Now the sower was faced with another avenue here with thorny ground. This was a type of the crowd that do not last after receiving it with joy. You know, sometimes you, you try to share with people and then you felt like, oh, they were so happy and like all that. But all of a sudden, you know, it did, it did not grow. You know, like this was a type of the crowd that do not last after receiving it with joy. In verse 22, he also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But it doesn't end there. Amen? But the positive news is the seed can still find a good soil and become fruitful. In verse 8, But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Notice the word there. But other. Amen? Not all. Not all the seeds that we plant is going to go to the wayside. It's going to go to the stony places. It's going to go to the thorny sides. No. Some seeds that we sow is going to go to the good ground. Amen? That it will become fruitful. You know, yesterday when we went out um, with, the, with the youth, it was really a life-changing experience for them. I asked them, is this your first time? Some of them, a lot of them said it was their first time. You know, so uh, before we went out yesterday, we, I just have to give them a short devotion, also like some things about gospel tract distribution. You know, 
not a lot of people, not all of them will just, you know, be gladly receiving those gospel tracts. Actually, the truth is, um, Brother Gian, where is, is, he, is he still here? You know, he was starting to get really discouraged because most of the people that he's giving gospel tracts to, they, you know, they always reject him. I don't know, maybe he's too uh, good looking, that's why. <laughs> But um, yes, not all of them will receive it, but our prayer yesterday, we went out prayerfully. One of our prayer is that at least one, you know, and we don't know. A lot of people were really nice in receiving those gospel tracts, you know, but God's word will never return to him void. Amen? There will always be good things that will come out of whatever we do for Him. No matter how bad it gets, the seed can still become fruitful if we will be faithful to sow it. So the encouragement is let us keep on, keep on sowing seed. Because we don't know. Is that going to be a good ground? No. Right? Um, it's not like written on their face, oh, I'm a good ground. No. Okay, so we don't know. All we want to know is that God wants us to do what he wants us to do. Amen? So we're done with the first and second. What's the first one again? The Savior will still be faithful. Second, the seed can still be fruitful. Thirdly, the sinner can still be forgiven. Amen? The sinner can still be forgiven. I think that just, um, you know, that song that I shared, although, you know, what happened to Judas, he did not believe. Um, the Philippian jailer is the example here. Acts 16, let's open our Bibles there once again. Acts 16, verse 25 to 34. Acts 16, verse 25 to 34. The Bible says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison. This is Paul and Silas charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their fast, feet fast in the stocks, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, wait, is he supposed to sleep? <laughs> Okay, no one's sleeping right now, all right, or else we're going to get an earthquake. All right, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. I wonder if you're the ones there. Maybe we already escaped, right? Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, it's not like a physical or, you know, like a physical security here, protection, but it's actually a, an, a spiritual security is asking and they said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house okay we have two more uh, three more verses and they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house you know sometimes people when they read verse 31 they make it a promise if I believe then the whole house will get saved right believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord uh, and thou shalt be saved and thy house but it doesn't end there all right 
It's not automatic that we are saved. The whole house is saved. Amen? And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. They were also reached with the good news, the word of God. And it took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. So this uh, Philippian jailer, you know, he must be really a tough guy for him to be able to do that work, you know, guarding the prisoners. You know, he's a tough guy. He's been through a lot in his life. He probably like chief uh, sins also in his life, but he still got saved. You know, the apostle Paul and Silas had been bitten and thrown in jail. Their backs were ripped up and bleeding. Verse 30, 23 says that they laid many stripes upon them. Verse 33 says the jailer um, washed their stripes. They were bitten and bleeding. They had, um, you know, they had their feet put in the stocks. They were imprisoned and awake at midnight. Then to make the matters worse, there was what? An earthquake. They were living in one of the most perilous days of their life. But let's be honest here. This was actually not a prime time for, him to, for them to have a soul winning conference, right? This was an ideal environment to go soul winning. But you know what? No matter how bad it gets, there will always be sinners springing in asking for light. You know, there will always be a sinner that wants to know how to be saved. And you know, when you get that opportunity, you know, grab that opportunity and share the good news. You know, yes, these are perilous times, but the positive news is that there is an abundance of lost people out there, and yes, they still need to hear the gospel. Amen? That's why it's important that we are always ready, that we have, um, you know, gospel tried all, all the time with us. Uh, there's a quote here, the darker the night, the brighter the light. Amen? Maybe one of our missions conference team? I don't know. All right, so moving on. The scriptures can still furnish. Amen? What's the first one? The Savior will still be faithful. The seed will still be fruitful. The sinners can still be forgiven. The scriptures can still furnish. Furnish to make us equipped to accomplish its goal. And we've read uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. It says there, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. One of uh, the, uh, the things in our time right now, in our bad time, perilous time right now, is that there's a lot of deceivers also. Uh, that's why we really need to be careful. Thank God for the study we have in our church that we are doing for us to really be taught of which is right and which is wrong. Because, you know, we'll be just hearing a lot of teachings out there. And it already happened during this time. Imagine, and it already passed like how many years ago? Imagine the, you know, the multiplication of those deceivers. Paul warned Timothy that it was going to get worse and worse and worse. But may I say it? Yes, it has gotten worse and worse. There are more evil men and more seducers than ever before. And there is more deception and deceiving taking place than ever before. But I have good news for you. That the word of God, the scriptures, is still able to furnish God's people for these last days. Amen? What a great encouragement from verse 14 of our text, 2 Timothy. But continue thou. 
but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Amen. Um, you know, our young people, I hope that you will continue on. Amen. When you reach college, when you start working, I hope that we will still see you in church. Amen. I hope that you will continue to, you know, love God, to love His work. You know what we are doing here, one of the reasons why we are doing uh, ministry here is for you to show, to be shown that, you know, ministry is so important. The work of God is so important. Our life is not just about, you know, fun and entertainment and all that. But spiritual things and eternal things are actually the things that matter most in our lives. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And Pastor Sam mentioned this morning that it is such a great privilege for us to be able to do good things and good works, not because we have to for us to have salvation, but we want to. And also we get to. We get to do good things to other people. And you know, during, um, especially in our time, um, we are just a mere Bible walking around you know, people are looking at us. And a lot of people are just really um, unpleasant and unkind these days. But the sad thing is, like, sometimes we Christians too are behaving that way, right? But let us be reminded that being, uh, you know, doing good things to other people is actually a commendable thing before God. So let us keep on doing good things to other people. No matter how bad it gets, it will never get so bad that the Bible is irrelevant. The Bible will never be outdated and obsolete. Amen. It was written thousands and thousands of years ago. Culture had already changed. You know, um, the young people right now, they were different from, you know, our young people before because this is a different generation. A lot of culture, culture cultures already you know different cultures but the word of god is still relevant Amen. you know what this is um just an observation actually but this is a fact you know the bible it was it is very old right and the you know there's like a lot of books that are contemporary to this book but i believe they're not known right now you know um they're not existing anymore but praise god because the lord preserved his word Amen. We still have it up until now. It's like thousands and thousands of years ago. That's why we believe that the Bible is true. How come it is so old, but still we still have it right now in our time? Do you wonder? Because it is real. Because it is true. Because it is God's word. Amen. We can still continue in the things that we have learned and been assured of. We can still trust the inspiration of Scripture to help us live for God in these perilous times. We can still be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works in these perilous times. So the Bible still works. Amen. That's why we have to keep reading it. We have to keep preaching it. We have to keep living it. We have to keep meditating on it. It is still furnishes.
Amen? The scripture can still furnish. And lastly, amen? The spirit can still be fresh. The spirit can still be fresh. In Revelation chapters 1, verse 9 to 10, um, this is the example of John the Beloved. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Can we do that? Can we be in the Spirit on His day right now? Amen. But actually, every day of our life, we should be in the Spirit. We should walk in the Spirit all the time, right? Here we find John the Beloved on the Isle of Patmos. What happened here? He's been excommunicated from society for preaching Christ. He's been put all alone on a remote island in the middle of the Mediterranean. He's cut off from his church family. He's cut off from his brethren. He's cut off from other preachers and other disciples. He was isolated. He's by himself on that island. You know, he was, I believe, living in a perilous times without a doubt. But guess what? It wasn't so bad that he couldn't get a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. He was under attack. He was enduring great tribulation for the word of God, but he could still be in the Spirit. You know, the Bible says in Luke, um, John chapter 16, verse 7 to 14. <clears throat> John chapter 16, verse 7 to 14, the Bible says, <clears throat> Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. Who is that Comforter? The Holy Spirit. I will send him unto you, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. Habit, when he... <clears throat> the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all the truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come he shall glorify me and he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you you know that is the work of the holy spirit he will guide us and this comforter is what we have right now even at this very moment Amen? You know, the seven times in Revelation chapter 2 and uh, 3 John wrote, it says there, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. You know, the Spirit is as real as God the Father. The Spirit is as real as our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And no matter how bad it gets, the ministry of the Holy Spirit can still be fresh. Can still be fresh. We can walk in the Spirit. We can be filled with the Spirit. We can be led by the Spirit. We can be taught and instructed by the Spirit. And no matter how perilous and bad the days may get, we can always experience fresh oil. Amen. Now the question is, do we actually rely on the power of the Spirit 
every time we do something. Amen? Because most of the times we rely on our own strength, our own power. Amen? But we should rely on the power of the Holy Spirit because, you know, it still works. Um, there is something that, you know, Pastor Ascension shared with us last um, Friday, and I'd like to share it with you. Maybe some of you were surprised. Oh, Pastor Edgar was still here. He actually left, um, was that Monday or Sunday? No, last week they left Sunday right after our event. But all of a sudden we got a text message. Of, I think that was Thursday night. They're supposed to go to Maryland from uh, New York, but then they had an emergency. The, the family that supposed to you know, accommodate them had an emergency, so they don't have a place to stay on Friday night. So, um, of course, um, here in our place, our missionaries are always welcome. You know, we don't tell them, oh, you're done here. You cannot go back anymore. <laughs> you're always welcome. They're always welcome here. So, uh, it so happened that he's here Friday night, so I took advantage of him being here, and I asked him to um, share the message of God. And he shared something about prayer, to continue in prayer. God's delays are not God's denial. Amen. And he shared four things about prayer. God answers prayers in his own time. Amen. We all do agree on that one. God answers prayer in his own time. And secondly, he shared God answers prayers in his own way. In his own way. And then thirdly, God answers prayer in his own power. And then the last is God answers prayer for his own purpose and plan. Because all glory truly belongs to him. You know, and in our lives, if we do things because of our own might and our own power who gets the glory sometimes we get the glory but if we do things because of the power of the spirit you know we will just go back to God and just really thank him for doing what he has to do in our lives you know what, Christians, we do have a great task. And some of the things that we have to do are scary. It is not comfortable. Sometimes we have to take courage to really do what God wants us to do. And as a Christian, we all do have a responsibility to be able to share the gospel. But I believe that when we ask the help of the Holy Spirit, he will be there to empower us. Amen. He will be there to empower us. Yes, the times that we are living in is very dangerous, perilous, and bad times. But let me tell you that there are still good things. Amen. Because our Savior will still be faithful. The seed can still be fruitful. The sinner can still be forgiven. The scripture can still furnish. The spirit can still be fresh. It is just as powerful as those early Christians had experienced the power. It is the same power, I believe, right now. Amen. So the good news is there will be no choir practice later on for our choir. Uh, let's enjoy our time together. I don't know uh, what's your plan after the service, but thank you for listening, and God bless. <laughs>